0: Welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined
1: today by your hosts, Simon and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things
0: investing and personal finance. Hello, Simran. Hello, Sonia. Do you know what? I have to say, I think we're almost like an old married couple because a few minutes ago you clapped and I was like, she clapped so loudly. And I was like, this is what you say when you've been with someone for like 25 years.
1: <laughs> it's like when our values align, but it's just like the little things. It's like being in a new
0: relationship if you will. It's like our values align and nothing else does. Also, I clap for the podcast like to signal,
1: yep, this is when you can start editing. I know, but like you don't have to clap like
0: that loud, you
1: know, like I hear it too. That's great feedback that I will not be taking on board. It's like a
0: pop in my ear. It's like, hey, welcome to Girls That Invest. Also,
1: (laughs) (laughs) what are we talking about today?
0: (laughs) Do you know what? (laughs) I digress. I move on. Today we are talking about data privacy and data privacy is such a hot topic that has been going on. At least that's what Sonia's told me. And I'm like, I actually have not noticed any data privacy conversations, but... I think this more speaks to the fact that we live on opposite sides of the world right now. And so I did a little bit of Googling, I did a little bit of research, and you're right, it's like actually a huge issue. A lot of CEOs of large platforms are going on trial in the past few years due to data privacy, and mainly in North America. We've been seeing a lot of companies go through data breaches And so that almost begs the question that Sonia was chatting to me about, which is what does that mean for shares? What does that mean for the stock market? Because when a company has a data breach, should you be concerned? Should you go, oh, I need to pull my money out. I should probably invest in this less, or I should expect it to go up or down. We did some investigation and we are here to tell you all the facts. But before we get into that, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a background, a little bit of like an insight into the world of data breaches data privacy because I promise you for the everyday person how many times do we really think about it unless of course you're Sonia who honestly like I have never seen someone that's cared about their data so much Sonia is the kind of person that will turn her location off after she jumps out of an uber because she doesn't want that app to know where she is I don't
1: think necessarily I care about data privacy so much. I just think that you don't care about it at all. Sim's the type of person to have her location on and like post an Instagram story in real time and tag her location.
0: Am I? No, I do that on my personal. Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. I don't do it on Girls That Invest though. I like wait a few days before I post where I've been like, you know, don't want to die kind of vibes, but I'm getting better. <laughs>
1: Now before we begin, we want to take a moment to thank our season sponsor for powering this week's episode. Are you ready to take control of your financial future and you don't know where to begin? Meet Perla, the Aussie investing platform that makes it easy for anyone to invest in the stock market and build a sensible, diversified portfolio. With Perla, you can start investing with as little as $5. Perla's unique community-driven experience guides you through the process of selecting your investment goals, creating a portfolio tailored to your needs and tracking your progress over time one of the things that we love most about Perla is their commitment to financial education Perla commits to empowering investors through tools like template portfolios with access to easier investing and supportive community connections Perla also offers great insight and data that help pave the way for equitable investing Their research finds women are investing more of their income than men, and more women invest on their platform than men. Perla also walks the walk with open pay transparency to help facilitate open conversations about wage, roles, and opportunities within the financial industry. If you're feeling overwhelmed by all the options, Perla's platform is intuitive and easy to use with powerful tools that give you control over your investments. You can track your portfolio's performance, set up automatic Investments and even invite friends and family to invest alongside you. Don't wait to start building your financial future. Check out perla.com today and start investing in your goals.
0: So, in this episode, we are going to be talking about the importance of data breaches because I feel like there's this whole world that we have had no privy to, and yet data breaches of public companies are a big deal. They can cause ripples in the market. They can affect share prices and investor confidence. And more importantly, they can affect the money in your investment account. So we're going to be talking about some of the affected companies to understand the gravity of these breaches. We're going to be talking about the financial implications. We're going to be exploring how investors like yourself can protect yourself and make better decisions in the market when data breaches are becoming so common. And they are on the rise, you guys. Like, I am in awe. Apple, Meta, and Twitter have all disclosed cybersecurity attacks, not like in their history, but in the last 12 months alone. And I was almost like, when? and this is coming from someone that like does and looks at like financial news every single day i was like oh that's right that did happen but like it kind of goes over your head a little bit it's like when you find out that friend of yours is like i have like gotten back with my partner again and you're like oh that's right they broke up and now they're back together like you just kind of like forget about these certain things and i feel like data breaches in my mind fall into the same basket would you agree
1: I do agree. I think that the trials of, you know, the CEOs of these huge tech companies, they're so sensationalized to a point that you don't think it's a real issue. You're kind of just seeing this person go against Congress and you're not really computing with the fact that, oh my God, hold on a minute. I have a Facebook account or I have a TikTok account. Hey, that's my data too. I think we don't register that these trials they're not just like movies that we're watching they're actually on trial for very real issues
0: I also feel like people don't realize how common they are I mean in this year alone in April which was very recently Pizza Hut and KFC they're under one company they had a data breach do you know how stressful that is like what data do they have and yet someone still targeted them I guess it's the credit cards but like that happened and then you've got chat gpt in march late march had a data breach that is so stressful because i feel like everyone's just glossed over that it was like no but you know ai is like great so if they know what i've searched i can live with that i mean even this one like makes me laugh it's actually not funny but yellow pages in canada were attacked recently why is that funny to you first of all why is yellow pages even still existing Like no one searches up someone's name and then tries to find their phone number. If you did that, you would be blocked. If someone messaged me and was like, hey, I found you under S core on yellow pages, I would be like, delete my number. But
1: it has a whole universe of information of like businesses, products, services, every contact information for those businesses, products and services. You don't think it's smart to target yellow pages if you were like a cyber security person trying to hack people
0: i'm just saying have you ever used yellow pages you go on tiktok to search (laughs) up the company that you look for (laughs) okay
1: maybe i don't use the phone book but do you really think that these people are going oh maybe they are maybe they are going through the phone book pages and they're like let's start with G today (laughs) and they're
0: like I'm sorry. It is. I feel so bad for them. But just one, why do they still exist? To who is targeting them? The fact of the matter is that it's actually quite detrimental to companies. The reason why I want to bring it up is in 2023, MasterCard did some research. And of course they would because, you know, data breaches means credit card information being stolen and MasterCard is one to care about that. They found that the average data breach for a Canadian business costs them over $5 million. And it's even worse across the Ditch in the US, I guess it's not a ditch there, it's across the border in the US where a data breach for a company in the US costs over $9 million. That is a lot of money going towards, whoops, we made a mistake, let's do damage control, let's find out what goes wrong. Also, some companies will have to pay a fine to certain regulators if they have a data breach to kind of go, look, we're sorry, we should have known better. But you might be listening at home and going, okay, I get that data breach is occurring, but why does it actually matter? You might be someone like me that goes, everything about me is kind of public anyway. (laughs) Like, what does it matter if people find out more? (laughs) Before I start this, I just want to preface that in
1: no way, shape, or form am I trying to contribute to the fear-mongering around data privacy. I am so well aware of the memes and the TikToks that go around about privacy and how some people don't care, and I have someone sitting opposite me that is one of those people (laughs) (laughs) that has just like a complete disregard with privacy in general, but let's not be aloof to the importance of it. It is quite literally in the Human Rights Act. You are entitled as a human to protect your personal data and to own that
0: and to have privacy. So let's start there. You are one sentence away from talking about the constitution and your rights.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I love a good definition. So data privacy is the branch of data management that deals with handling personal data in compliance with data protection laws, regulations, and general privacy best practices. These companies are not just winging it on what they should and shouldn't do with their data. They have a serious set of rules and regulations that they have to follow. So if you're breaching that, you should be put on the stands. I'm kidding. Now, in terms of why data privacy matters, I will run through a few different examples with you. Now, when you're online online. When you're surfing the world wide web and you've got all these different apps that you're on, your social medias, websites and businesses, they'll often collect your data. Your name, your email address, your phone number sometimes, sometimes your physical address. And with this information, businesses will use that to deliver you hyper-personalized ads. And some people may like that and some people may not. I personally think it's so sus when something comes up as an ad on my Instagram and it's so personalized with like a recent conversation that I was having with a friend or whatever. I, like, I think that really freaks me out. Have I tried to understand it to the fullest? No, but one day at a time, one day at a time. Now, Because these companies and businesses, they are collecting sensitive information about you, you know, sometimes you put in birthdays into websites to get a discount, to get like a free product or what have you. There's this thing called invasive surveillance, and it's exactly how it sounds. So of the personal data that you're giving, if you don't care about the personalized ads, fine but businesses can actually use this personal data to set higher prices to control the content that you see and it can even influence your purchasing and even political decisions and that's why when you come across like tips on how to save money online or what flights to buy people often are like. Clear your history, clear your cookies, go on incognito so they don't know that you've been on like a web page before, and that's for good reason. In terms of the personal data that they're collecting, I think it's just a very delusional way of thinking that these (laughs) companies will have your data just for good. They just want your birthday to send you a birthday treat. Some companies, they use dark patterns to maximize the data that they gather. Now, mysudo.com has some great information on this, but dark patterns, they are intentional user experience features of websites and apps designed to make it harder for you to do what you want. And they can do that either through like deception or complexity, and they're almost like traps to tempt you into buying products and services or for like signing up on things that you don't need to be signing up for. I'll give you an example. So I've been dabbling in the job market recently and I've been looking at companies and I've been looking at some interview prep questions and there is like a particular job website that people go on to for like interview prep and there's so many like pop-ups and like sign-ups, And even once you sign up for the website, there's even more like pop-ups for you to like get the information that you want to get the interview prep questions that you want. And it's so unnecessary. And I think some people because they're desperate because they want to know what other people are saying about the company and because they want to feel fully prepared, they just give them all that data. They'll give them credit card information, even though they're not charging you at that exact moment. But dark patterns, that's what they feed off. They feed off your desperation and they try trick you. That leads me to just say you don't care about any of that, which – let's reflect.
0: Sorry, I wasn't laughing. I was just thinking about the time my dad was like, Simran, you should put on incognito mode when you buy flights. And I was like, no, they wouldn't lie to me. They wouldn't like increase the prices. And he was like, Simran, I am a software engineer. I have made the code for this, like turn it on incognito mode. And I was like, maybe he's got a point. (laughs)
1: Listen to your dad. Moving on from that stuff, if you don't care about it fine, let's just say that they store your personal data and they don't do anything with it, right? They can still be caught out in a data breach, which is exactly what Sim has just been taking us through. And to give you an idea of the scale of some data breaches... 3.5 3.5 billion people had records exposed in the 15 biggest data breaches of the century. In just the first half of 2019, breaches exposed 4.1 billion records, and that was reported by Forbes. So, you know,
0: they fact-check. Well, they didn't fact-check Kylie Jenner's network. worth. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, yes, that's an episode coming up, which I'm so excited to dive into. Keep your eyes peeled for that. In terms of that personal data as well, it can be to steal credentials, to commit credit card fraud or identity theft. You know, there is such thing as the dark web and it's thriving. And to be honest, you can do a lot with someone's full name and date of birth and just like general details of how they grew up or where they grew up or where they're living right now. A lot of security questions at like banks and at just anything, like security questions for anything, revolve around data like that. I know my bank, like back in New Zealand with ANZ, they have a voice recognition thing, but now there are voice recognition AI scams going around and it's so crazy to me. So I feel like... I know I prefaced this by saying that I didn't want to scare you, but I could literally go on and on and on about how there's so many different reasons why you should care about your data. Even if you don't care on like a huge scale. I think just have some awareness to it and have some awareness that it's not as simple as, oh, I'm just giving them my date of birth. People can do a lot with that personal data and you as a human have a right to protect that data and to question where your data is going and to also question why they want to collect it. So yeah.
0: So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com tapiphone tap iPhone today. The next time someone asks for any information about me, I'm going to be like, Sonia said it was my human right to actually not tell you that
1: literally we stay educated here at girls that invest and over my dead body will our listeners be caught out (laughs) you know
0: No, I love it. I have to now go into how it impacts your shares. Like when companies have these data breaches, because look, they're going to happen. What does that mean for your money? What does that mean for the share market? Are you going to see dips? Are things going to get better? I love this quote from the Harvard Business Review. And they said that a widely accepted notion goes that there are only two types of companies, those that have been breached and those that don't know that they have. (laughs) Great. <laughs> I think that really summarizes what we're experiencing. Where it is becoming more common in investors' eyes, breaches are pretty bad, and it's bad for a number of reasons. But if we're looking at it from like a pure capitalistic sense, it is bad because it affects the profitability of a company. And the long and mid-term effects are things like losing intellectual property, disclosure of sensitive data, of course. More importantly, the loss of customer confidence, which will then increase in the loss of market share but those effects are quite difficult to quantify so the only real like thing that we can measure is when data breaches happen what does that mean on business operations does this company now have to go and spend a lot of money on litigation charges or are they going to have like a negative effect on profitability because you know xyz has gone we're going to sue you and therefore they're spending all their time and energy and money on that that's really the only thing you can measure these days but a 2019 study that was done found the 28 big name companies that had had data breaches of at least a million records being leaked. So things like Apple's data breach, Facebook's data breach, Capital One, J.P. Morgan Chase. And then they found a very similar trend. When a company that is publicly traded has a big data breach, On average, the share price of that company falls 7.27%. And the low point that it reaches takes about three weeks. It's not instantaneous. It's not like company X has had a big data breach and the next day everything drops. It's going to be three weeks. And I think that comes more from the fact that people are waiting to see what happens. How bad can this get? And they're starting to pull their money out a little by little. After three weeks, you get a better idea of what's going on. You kind of like let it sit. They also found that those that leaked highly sensitive information, things like credit card details or social security numbers, unsurprisingly had greater drops in the stock market share price for that company. So if you were like, you know, company A, had a credit card leak you're going to see a bigger drop more than seven percent over three weeks compared to if it's like Bed Bath & Beyond had a data breach of people's birthdays which without names actually means you know nothing but weirdly enough the companies that had more records exposed had their share prices recover quicker than companies with smaller breaches. Companies with smaller breaches were still struggling after six months, and yet companies that had big breaches were like, done, dusted, it's fine, let's move on. And that is something that confuses me.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't know if I've just surrounded myself with like, Groups of delusional people that just don't care about their privacy. But I would say that most of the. Are you talking about me? You and several other people, sweetie. You're not the only person in my life, unfortunately, that is delusional (laughs) about their data. But I just think, like the general population, they do care. And it's interesting to me to see just how much it affects stock prices because when a breach happens, it is. A breach of your trust as well, because you're trusting this company to keep their data safe, your data safe with them. And Sim said this a few times, and it's something that I fully, fully agree with. Sometimes when we're talking about change or when you're wanting to make a statement, go to your stocks and see where the people flock because CEOs or like management, they tremble when like their stocks aren't doing great for good reason, like that fear doesn't come out of nowhere, but this is why they have to be on top of it.
0: And of course, like going back to the idea of why it matters, there's a lot of money that can be involved in this. I mean, one of the largest data breach payouts was by T-Mobile. They had a settlement of $350 million because they had one of the largest data breaches. In U.S. history, it was a 2021 cyber attack exposed millions of people's personal information. And so they had to obviously do a settlement to resolve the claims because of the, you know, not so great systems that they had in place. But overall, 7.2 percent drop over three weeks and then kind of seeing it recover most of the time is actually in my opinion not that bad it's not a huge drop in comparison to what we see when other big pieces of news come out like change in ceos or things like netflix changing the way that they were handling payments and increasing payment prices i mean they dropped significantly more than something like a data breach and I thought a lot about this and I was like, why does this not like matter to the everyday investor as much as like Sony would want it to? And it's because we have this thing called breach fatigue. It's like an actual term. Older data breaches like those before 2021, like the TJ Maxx data breach or the Sony data breach, they had a much more negative reaction from Wall Street than the data breaches that we've had more recently. And it's because... As data breaches become more common, they lead to breach fatigue where the market is less shaken by them as time goes on. And that's just purely to the fact that if you think about it, when you hear data breach on the news, when you hear like Facebook had another data breach or Apple had another data breach, you're almost like, oh, well, these are quite common nowadays. It happens. What does it really mean? I haven't seen like the long term, like no one in my life has you know really suffered from a data breach. And you just get more desensitized to it. And so as time goes on, there's a prediction that data breaches will have even less of an impact on the share market. And so if you're invested in a company with a data breach, should you panic? Should you stress out? Should you care? Or What do you think, Sonia? I get the fatigue part of it.
1: I really do. Sometimes we are so, I guess, bombarded with like the same term so many times. It's like, okay, if they've done it once, like how big of a deal? is it really? I'd like to think that companies like Data Privacy Systems that they have in place to stop cyber attacks, to stop phishing, and all of those great things. They're getting stronger because there's been, I guess, like more exposure to like the scams over time, like 2012 to 2023. That's already like such a huge jump in time where we know a little bit more about how scammers work, you know, the come up of AI. There's like so many ways to catch it now. But two, companies do take it seriously and the comeback comes from them being very clear on this is what we're going to do this is how we fix our mistakes and this is what we have in place for the future so it doesn't happen again so i do understand like relative to like other issues that companies might face that it's low on like the everyday investor list i think you should care from a perspective of like you ha- again like you have your right to data be a little bit careful about what you're giving on the internet what information you're just willing to put in to these like boxes i'm not saying that i don't do it does baskin robbins know when my birthday is absolutely you know am i still on tiktok do i still use facebook for older family members yes like i think i'd be a hypocrite to say that it affects my decision in using things Because I think sometimes I'm just like, what's the cost? You know, at the end of the day, we have so many other things to worry about that I don't want to add to someone's plate. I just would hope that our listeners are a bit more conscious of it now. And when they see these things on the news, they can take it with a grain of salt and they don't have to over worry. But yeah. What do you think?
0: If I had to like sum up what I think, at the end of the day, I am not going to be stressed out if a company that I invest in has a data breach. From a personal point of view, I also feel like like that Harvard Business Review said, like companies either fall into two categories. They've had a data breach or they're not aware that they've had a data breach. As a consumer, you just have to be aware of where you're putting your information. Every piece of information you're putting out there, are you okay with it one day possibly being breached? And then as an investor, understanding that, This is actually going to just be more and more common, but the good news is investors in general seem to be caring less and less, so the impact on your shares should be more minimal as time goes by. So I feel like that's probably a good place to wrap things up. In summary, data breaches are bad. contrary to what i've been believing i'm kidding but they are on the rise i mean with apple meta and twitter having one in the past 12 months data privacy has so many more avenues of information that i wasn't aware of that i think sonia has like really like spread and like made very clear and what does that mean for you as a person well Just be more aware of where you're putting your things, be more aware of what you're investing in, but know that the impact of those investments are actually more minimal than we thought. So until next week, Sonia. Until next week, Sim. Bye. Bye.
1: And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.